Happy Saturday, ladies and gentlemen. David D. here, your isolation sports specialist in this time of need. In the middle of the sports apocalypse, I've been here every day helping you out, finding things to talk, bet, think, and argue about in the world of sports where there is no world of sports. But uh, this week has been a revelation, and we've had an amazing thing happen from the good people at Bet Online and the great people at Major League Eating. Um, we have a real sport. We have sports to bet on that are like happening live, and it's real, and it's and it's in our faces, and we can enjoy it once again. And that is the Major League Eating Bet Online Quarantine Challenge. Uh, pretty easy. We've had a couple people on this week from it. If you haven't heard, go back and check it out. Um, and uh, folks at Major League Eating are, while they're isolating themselves, um, but <laughs> alone for the most part, they are uh, they are, are embarking on a massive eating competition, a bracket challenge. Last night we had the qualifiers. This Sunday we've got the first elimination round, and best of all, maybe. I've got Michelle Lesko, competitive eater, hanging out on the line with me right now to talk a bit about qualifying, talk a bit about the rest of the tournament. Michelle, hello and welcome. Hello, thanks for having me. Yeah, my, my absolute pleasure. Pleasure, you know. I, I like to say to people, like, I'm like, hey, thanks for making the time to, like, come on my show and stuff. But then um, it's really weird because all we have is time right now. Everybody just has time. <laughs> so time. Nothing, we're doing nothing. We've gone to the end of surplus Netflix. Of oh, man, it's so crazy. Surplus of time. Um, but what's exciting about this, though, is uh, especially you guys who normally are traveling and in front of crowds, in front of everything, It when this whole isolation thing went down, it sort of stopped everything, just like everybody else, but especially for you guys, didn't it? Yeah, so I had some uh, contests on, on my schedule that I was looking forward to going out to and... Uh, getting ready to start training for, and before I, before I knew it, like, everything was closed down, and uh, my schedule freed up for the big time. Um, one of the hard parts, though, is, uh, and one of the awesome parts about this bet uh, online quarantine challenge is competitive eating is kind of like a family. You go out there, you uh, want to kick everyone's butts the whole time, but then afterwards, you know, you're seeing some of your favorite people and spending time with them throughout the year, and, uh, I think we're all going through a little bit of withdrawal from seeing some people that uh, we've grown pretty close to over the years. So it's nice to see their faces, even on a, even on a video. <laughs> totally, you know, and, and it's super interesting because we've been talking with all the competitors about that, like um, how it is actually kind of a social sport. But then as you talk and everyone's you know telling stories with all of the programs that they've been on for this challenge, you know, they talk about they're telling stories about way outside of the contests. When you guys are just having dinner or drinks or whatever, and you realize that, uh, yeah, this this group, this handful of the greatest eaters on the planet, actually just cruise around with each other and, and hang out. It's pretty interesting to see, and the camaraderie camaraderie amongst all of you is uh, is really refreshing. It's really cool to see. Um, but that being said, not having a crowd, doing this from like an isolated environment, how different different is this, um, or has this been? How was the baloney challenge just by yourself, kind of? eaten with a clock it's so weird so <laughs> so throughout the year you know we we train at home and that's always been kind of my um weak point is figuring out a way to sit at the table on my own and uh want to or be motivated to you know eat um you know 
cook up 40 hot dogs and sit there and eat for, for 10 minutes when when kind of you just feel like a weirdo <laughs> sometimes. Um, so one of the big motivators for me was always um, tying those into fundraisers. So the fact that the Bet Online Challenge uh, is uh, pairing up with Major League Eating and the uh, donating, uh, I believe it's $10,000 to Feeding America, I think that's amazing. Um, and it, it gives me a little bit of that motivation when you don't have the crowds and you don't have the people next to you that you're pacing against and things like that. Yeah, and that's great to hear. And you know, it's a fantastic thing. All in all, it's it's given you guys something to do. It's given us something to be entertained about. We're also given a bunch of money to, uh, you know, people who are going to really need it because there's a lot of struggle happening. And I, and, you know, I think we can all see the writing on the wall that the struggle is not going away anytime soon after all of this even dies down. Um, so great that all of you have just dove in head first on this thing and just you know, really, really embraced it and pushed it out there. So, uh, yeah, it's just an awesome thing all in all. And, you know, another cool aspect of it is, like, this is this is the future, or parts of what is happening now is just the way things are going to be, you know, for, for a while. Um, and, uh, and it's interesting to see how we just adapt as just people to be like, holy crap, we need something to entertain us, or, hey, I've got an idea, and next thing you know... You've got all of you live on a live video competing at the same time on YouTube, like real time, like it's happening on TV. It's just it's this phenomenal. I mean, maybe we didn't break the the technological bank here, but it's pretty cool to have put all of this together and and that we're able to do that in a time where uh, normally you'd be walking out your door and going to do something, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure by this time next year uh, we'll all be holograms in your living room. Um, eating against each other, so you know technology will advance as we need it to. <laughs> I to- I totally agree, though. But it's it's really you know I'm not like some weird tech conspiracy guy, but that's pretty interesting though that we're able to pull this off in such a short amount of time. So let's get into it. Talk to me about baloney. I want to know what that was like for for you. You ate two pounds of baloney. Um, in uh, what <laughs> I got your time right here. Um, <laughs> A buck, I think, a buck fifty-one was it? Was your time? Something like that. Uh, yeah, it was. It was a little bit challenging. So, so with you know um, the quarantine stuff going on, uh, it 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 puts a big damper on training. Normally, I'd be going to the store and and buying the foods that um, I'll be eating in contests, but with avoiding the stores as much as possible for you know health and safety reasons, um, that wasn't really an option. So I went into it thinking I understood the food pretty well and realizing, um, you know, a little late in the game that uh, I, I wanted to use more liquid than I thought I did. I thought the food was going to um, do all that for me and that um, I'd be able to keep liquid to a minimum because every time you turn to the drink, you're taking time away from, you know, putting more bologna in your mouth, essentially. <laughs> so I, my strategy going in was not the was not the most successful. If you look at um, Gideon, who won it overall, and he's got his uh, cup of liquid in his hand the whole time, and that's the way to go. Like, uh, and and with additional training, that's something that um, I would have found out along the way and worked out the kinks on early on. But unfortunately, uh, it is what it is. Um, I mean, I give I give Badlands something to eat with at the end, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we had Badlands on the show uh, uh, earlier in the week, and uh, and 
I, he was ready to go, man. I thought he was ready to go. And then he just uh, – I think at the end there, he was just throwing the bologna between pieces of bread and crushing a sandwich, wasn't he? It looked like he was, he was just cruising along. <laughs> It's a weirder food than you would expect it to be. Like it, it seems like it'd be a lot faster on its own, but it, it took me it took me a little by surprise. I was a little embarrassed. <laughs> well, you know what? It, it was only the qualifying round. You have plenty of time to make up for it. You're on to cookies and milk. So uh, let people know what your what's your actual specialty. Like if you had like the perfect food that you're like <clears throat> your your ringer food to go into a contest and eat. What would it be? Oh, um. You know, I, I do pretty well with oysters. Um, oh, no I, way. I have won a oyster eating championship both in um, New Orleans and in Northern Ireland. Um, uh, this past year, though, the oysters were really creamy. They were keeping the river a little down, and so creamy oysters are not my specialty, I found out. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, ribs and wings I love. Um, any, any one of those debris foods, uh, a big carnivore by nature, so... Uh, the ribs and wings I love on a daily basis too. So uh, your hands get familiar with the way the food works, kind of uh, in your regular life, and then you get to use that to your advantage during contests. Yeah, that's what a lot of people are saying, and it's so strange, right? It's like because it, you know, it doesn't seem from an outsider looking in like it's an enjoyable experience, and and you know, just and this is just somebody who hasn't done it, so it's just visually. It doesn't look like it's fun to do, but every time I talk to any of the 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 eaters and even yourself, they go like, "Can't wait for Oreos, love them." Yourself, you're like, "Love oysters," <laughs> and even though you eat you know seven pounds of them in ten minutes, you're just like, "Give me ribs, give me wings." Where for me, it's almost like, I, I feel like you'd never want to eat a hot dog again after doing the Nathan's Famous. Oh, Nathan's hot dogs are good, though. And, yeah, this is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing I'm getting at. It's like you guys, you watch you do it, and you're just hammering hot dogs. And then uh, and then you go out and be like, oh, I love hot dogs. You know, it's it's a really interesting thing. So you're, you're, a, you're a rib wing and an oyster person. What do you feel about Oreos and milk, though? Everyone loves Oreos. I love Oreos, but I also am not a huge sweet person. So I love Oreos, but I mean, it, it sometimes is years between when I have Oreos because I just tend to not crave uh, sweet stuff that often. Yeah, yeah, sweet stuff that often. So, so it's going to be tricky. Um, it's a food that I'm, uh, you know, a little bit nervous about. It's uh, so the rules are um, no dunking, and I don't think I've ever eaten an Oreo without dunking. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> so, so you're saying you got to go dry oreo then milk if you choose to but you're not oh wow the dry oreo this is going to be a ch- uh, interesting to see because i don't know I, like if you've got a wet mouth as it is uh it's going to dry up pretty fast you know that's what that's one of those things that um i guess the the, the you know sports bet uh websites and and uh those professional i guess uh, what do you call them? Han- sports better. Yeah, handicappers, bookies. handicappers, bookies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, I mean, they they should probably be, probably be checking quality of um, mouth moisture. Because <laughs> 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 it, it is totally going to be interesting. Um, normally, you know, you you dunk an Oreo, you're like, oh, the Oreo is soft, and I'm eating it. But you've got these uh, hard Oreos, and then also have to chase them with. Uh, half down the milk afterwards so, so it'll be interesting it's not like a, a combination food where you get to eat 
do both at the same time. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting um, to go through. Uh, okay, so Oreos, you got you got forty eight Oreos, and uh, how interesting is it? You know, um, once again, you guys usually do these giant competitions. There's a huge crowd, um, but you're at like a table with everybody, and the, you know the gun goes off, and it's just giver. Eat as much as you can until the horn sounds, and then and then uh, we see where it lies. We're doing a this is a bracket essentially, in March Madness style here with elimination. You're going up against Joey Chestnut, who was massively upset by yeah. Gideon Og in the first round. By the way, nobody saw that coming. Joey was a massive favorite going into that, and he gets knocked off the number one seed. Um, and but now you've got a you now you've got a motivated, angry Joey Chestnut eating a bunch of Oreo cookies against you. Um, so one thing, how different is it when now it's like a head-to-head thing? I know that you guys are all friends, but instead of just everybody at once. And then uh, and then tell me a bit about, like, you know, you got to go up against Joey now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Joey's an amazing eater. Um, and anytime you go to a regular contest table against him, you uh, the odds are not necessarily in your favor. Um, but there are some foods that take some time getting used to, and Joey's not always the fastest to adapt. So in the long-run contest, he'll come back and he'll still do really well and, and, and you know, often win. Um, but in those first couple minutes when it's the food you have to adjust to, um, you know, he's not at the top of his game in, in, in the in the early minutes. So the fact that this oh, is a short contest and it's all early minutes and uh, capacity's not going to play a role, uh, since we have a finite amount of food to eat, um, I think I think he's uh, I think he's got good odds, but I I, I think that uh, a lot of those factors even them out. So so we'll see what happens. I think he's, I think he's beautiful in it. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. It's very interesting you say that because uh, uh, strategically that's sort of how the, all of you guys have just the, the technique is is on top of styles of eating. Where there's people that um, I think even uh, Nick, when he was on the show, where he was talking about, you know, there's people that are just better at small bites and getting it in chewed down, where some people are just good at like just opening the gullet and releasing the hounds, you know. And uh, yeah, it's, and Joey's, Joey's one of the latter. You, you'll watch yeah. him in a hot dog eating contest, for example, and he's got a mouth full the whole time, and he's got the next bite of food pushing down that. Yeah. You can't do that with hard Oreos. You got to adapt. Very interesting. Um, hey, what are your thoughts on the baked beans, though? They're maybe closer to oysters than Oreos and uh, and bologna. The, did you say the beans? Yeah, if you get onto the next round, you got beans heading your yeah. way. So, so, so beans are going to be challenging. Um, so with oysters, like the interesting part is, uh, it's still kind of a technique food in that you have to pick up oysters with the fork um, in the Nor uh, in the New Orleans contest. So using the little cocktail fork, um, and in the Northern Ireland contest, you have to pick up the shells, and if you fumble even for a second, because that's a, a three-minute contest, then then you're behind in the game. Um, but but beans is more like one of those uh, chili eating contests or um, you know stew eating contests where it's just a matter of you're chugging the whole time. So, uh, it, you know, maybe an unpopular opinion, um, but, you know, Badlands has made a, a nice little side career in chugging. So it's mm -hmm. interesting to see if he makes it to that round, how he does, um, because he's, he's a beast. And uh, I know some of these other guys, uh, both competitively <laughs> 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 and uh, uh, <laughs> on a more... <laughs> personal level um are, are pretty good at chugging as well <laughs> so, 
so uh, it'll be interesting to see. It's, uh, it's a food that doesn't require chewing, so it's going to be whoever has, uh, I guess, the dexterity with the spoon and, and the best, uh, uh, I guess, speed with their hands, really. Yeah, and this is the this the factor that people have to bring into it that the technique really does kind of define it. Hey, uh, in the first round, uh, Gideon did beat OG, or sorry, Gideon OG beat uh, Joey Chestnut. There, um, it was an upset, not a massive one. I, I guess I kind of I, I over exaggerate, but everybody had Joey going through. Um, what did Gideon do well with Baloney? Um, you feel that allowed him to to beat Joey? Was there a technique that you saw him use? That uh, that you think was was really the defining factor in how he came through with the victory. Yeah, uh, like I said, he he kind of knew what he was doing from the from the second it started. Pretty much immediately, he had his cup in his hand and his bologna in his other hand, and he he was chasing down every bite. So that makes the food spend less time in your mouth. You have more room for the next bite, and and it's down and it's gone. Um, whereas I think some of the some of the rest of us expected the food to go down a little faster and need less liquid. So, for example, something like um, hot dogs when you're when you can push down one bite with the next bite. That bologna is a weird food. Have <laughs> 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 the structural integrity to push down the next bite necessarily. So, um, I think uh, Gideon was prepared and and uh, his strategy of going in with a lot of liquid uh, worked out really well for him in the end. Yeah, it ended up being phenomenal, um, a phenomenal performance. Hey, uh, if you make it to the final, you got ramen noodles in a cup. And here's the thing. I talked to some of the other – like I figured – like I think of the noodles, like the cup of noodle or like the – you remember those brick, that brick of ramen noodle that you just toss in boiling water and you put the, the, the powdered yeah. flavoring on? Like – this defined a moment in my life, you know, from like, like I could, I, it just takes me back. It's such a nostalgic food. And I always just remember scarfing it so hard, just as many noodles as I can get into my mouth. So I figured that you'd all done dozens and dozens of noodle eating challenges. And what I found out is that's not the case. This cup of noodles things is pretty new to most people. Um, uh, Miki and, and Nick had said that they've done a few, uh, uh, faux, Pho, pho or pho, um, Vietnamese noodle, like uh, not competitions, but like eating challenges. But overall, this is a new thing for most people. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of them. There, there are some uh, pasta eating contests that we've done through Maker Week eating, um, but that was like spaghetti-ish um, type of pasta. So, so it'll be interesting. Um, what I, what I'm not a big fan of is like I love ramen. Um, like you said, it was a big part of. Uh, the less affluent um, moments of my life was <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like six cents a pack and you could find a couple pennies on the ground if you were really struggling and go buy yourself some ramen that day. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. uh, but that was never the cup of noodles. So to me, um, I, I prefer those little packs of noodles um, to the cups. Like the cups to me get a, a different... Uh, texture because of the way that you have to prepare them. Yep. It's more uh, like, I guess, dry. It's like noodles themselves feel more dry. So, so it'll be interesting. Um, I think packs of ramen would have gone faster, but I think cups of ramen are the way to make it more consistent overall because uh, there's a very um, specific amount of water that you put in to a specific line, um, whereas the packs you kind of go 
whichever <laughs> you prefer. So, so I get why they picked it, but oh, it'll be interesting. It's going to be definitely, definitely interesting when I talked for, for people or prodded for technique. Uh, everybody was like, "This is going to be a, a this is going to be a bit of a doozy." Uh, Michelle, how can people find you on the internet if they're like looking to just follow the wild and crazy life of a professional eater? Uh, so I'm on uh, Facebook and YouTube at Cardboard Shell Eat, um, and I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Cardboard Shell. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for hanging out with us when, um, you know, to fill your very, very busy day of doing nothing in quarantine. Um, yeah, thank you for giving me a human to talk to. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there, there you go. Some some pseudo interaction here. Uh, we appreciate you hanging out with us. And there you have it, folks. So uh, Michelle's on to the second round. She's she's facing Joy Chestnut. She's eating forty eight Oreo cookies and one and a half gallons of milk as fast as humanly possible. It goes off Sunday night, seven p.m. Eastern. The video will hit up on the Major League Eating YouTube. You can bet on all of these matchups for this elimination round at BetOnline.ag. Um, Michelle is uh, is going to go. Uh, it, she's a bit of an underdog. She's going to go and try to upset Joey, send him packing in the elimination round um, in the Oreo cookie challenge here. Um, also, get on board and do it. We're giving a bunch of money um, to people in need during this uh, this trying time um, in America. Hey, Michelle, thanks so much for doing this. We appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I'm David D. This has been the Under Review Show. Adios, muchachos.